Today on episode number 551 of the School of Podcasting, you help create it. We're talking podcasting pet peeves, and Dave's a little sleep deprived. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so very, very much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, here's what happens. I'm going to grab all of my 20 plus years of helping people understand technology and I'm going to help you massage your message. I'm going to help you tackle that technology, face your fears, flatten that learning curve and get you on the road, not to just starting a podcast. Look, you can Google and find out how to podcast. I want you to podcast well. I want you to have a podcast that makes a positive impact on your audience. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're ready to start up, just go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER, and that'll save you on either your first course or join up for an entire membership. We're going to be talking about pet peeves, as I mentioned earlier. But first, you know what I want to talk about? Somebody that can take away a lot of these pet peeves. You're going to hear that people hate it when you have to adjust the volume. If you make your audience grab the volume knob, they're going to tune out. You will hear that in just a second. You know who could have fixed that for you? That's right. Danny and Aaron Osmet. Yep. Over at Emerald City Productions. All you have to do is go over to emeraldcitypro.com slash SOP and they will help you out. Why? Because they're a full service recording studio based out of Nashville, Tennessee. They've been doing it since 2009 and they can provide production engineering and editing and you're like well what do you mean by that well i mean they can add your intros and outros and any kind of advertisements removal of ums we're going to hear people talk about right right the keyword right please take the right out of this uh any kind of noise reduction any kind of you know if you got the air conditioning on the background bouncing and, and dynamic processing they're going to level out those volume things yeah that's the technical term the volume thing can you level that out uh, they can EQ it, master it, encode it, add your ID3 tags, and just make your audience go, ah, when they listen to you. Now, here's the deal. You're like, yeah, Dave, but that, that sounds like it's going to be expensive. They have a deal. For your first four episodes, assuming they are 30 minutes or less, $15 a piece. That's insane. That's Dip your toe in that water all day long. $15. Trust me, you're not going to find a better price anywhere. I've been looking at this. That's a really good price. Now you're like, but what happens after the four episodes? It goes up to $40. That is still, trust me, a really, really good price. People are charging like $200 an episode. It's insane, I tell you. You're like, Dave, where do I got to go? Again, emeraldcitypro.com slash SOP. That's emeraldcitypro.com slash SOP. But wait, there's more. That's right you're over there at their blog the blog at that website is full of useful information they have articles they have videos about how to sound better from recording through the whole production and publishing again last time emeraldcitypro.com slash sop thanks danny thanks aaron all right one of the things you'll hear is people hate it when you don't get to the point let's bring on the meat and potatoes guys come on Enough with the cranberry sauce. So we're going to jump into it. What's the sauce today? The sauce is those things that make you go, ugh. Things that make you go, wait, give me my phone. I'm unsubscribing. We call them pet peeves. And uh, I thought this up. I want to do this every month. And I'll have a question for you at the end of this segment, what we're going to be doing for next month. I want to get you involved. I want to know what you think. I want to get to know you. 
And um, I almost busted into Howard Jones. I want to get to know you well. And um, maybe not. So with that, is this Dave doing a solo thing where you think you're funny, but you're not really not? I don't know. Let's find out. Hi, Dave. This is Haley Radke. I have three pet peeves about podcasts and I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, the first is a solo show when the host tries to do cutesy banter, but it's just themselves. And most of the time it's not interesting. And so just get to the show. I don't need a play by play of your day. Second, if it's an interview show, an introduction to the interview, that basically is the entire contents of the interview. I love it when you leave a little something to the imagination. I don't need to know everything that I'm going to hear up front. Lastly, when an interviewer constantly is inter- is um excuse me, interrupting their guest. And that drives me nuts. I have an interview show myself. It's called Adoptees On. The website is adopteeson.com. And because of those pet peeves of mine, I try very hard to have a quick intro, just a one little tidbit about what we're going to talk about in the interview. And I try very hard to be a listener and not talk over my guests. Thanks for including my feedback. Love your show. Thank you, Haley. You are not alone. Listen to Tracy. One of my pet peeves when listening to a podcast is when the interviewer speaks more than the guest. They'll ask a question and then when the guest answers, they kind of cut the guest off and then they kind of expound more on the answer than the guest does. They don't give the guest an opportunity. That's one of my pet peeves. Ugh. Thank you, Tracy. And uh, speaking of weird and bad interviews, this was on Podcast Junkies, I believe. I didn't actually write down where this came from. It's my buddy Glenn the Geek from Horse Radio Network, and I'm going to give Harry credit over at uh, PodcastJunkies.com. Speaking of bad interview tactics. And you guys don't do this. You're a really good interviewer. It's when hosts write down the questions and and will follow their questions regardless of what the answer is. That they write down everything and they're going to get to their questions and they don't follow the conversation and they don't listen. That and I will not. I will not listen to shows so they do that. <laughs> Speaking of getting to the point, I think nobody said it better. There are a few here. Here's check out Brian Weber. Hey Dave, Brian Weber here from the Bartender Journey Podcast, BartenderJourney.net. I'm going to tell you about my pet peeves for podcasts, but first I'm going to play you a few minutes of my opening music. So pet peeve. You know, my week was really great, by the way. How was your week? Oh, wait, I can't hear you. Okay, I'm going to tell you about my pet peeve for podcasts. Uh, But would you do me a favor first? Would you leave me an iTunes review? Thanks. Hey, how's the weather there? It's snowing here. Oh, so my... What was I talking about? (laughs) Thank you, Brian. Love the uh, production quality. Ishmael, what do you got to say about that? Hello, Dave. My name is Ishmael Calderon, and I want to thank you for taking the time yesterday to chat with me on your website. My podcasting pet peeve is long introductions. When I'm listening to a podcast, there's something about that podcast that drew my attention. I don't like having to wait one, two, three, four minutes for the podcaster to get to the point. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Straight and to the point. It just, the hits just keep on coming. Hey, Dave, John Wilkerson here from 10 the Podcast, which you can find over at strugglingforpurpose.com. I think my biggest pet peeve is when it takes five minutes to actually get to any content in a podcast. 
you sure you have the little stinger at the beginning and you hear the person's voice but then you have this 90 second montage of music it's some guy's big booming voice talking about how your life is going to be changed and you're going to be farting rainbows after listening to this episode and then you have the person who comes on and they're plugging this, they're plugging that, they're talking about everything except what the actual podcast is about. And that just drives me nuts. Get to the content. We're here to listen to you talk about what you put in that title line. We're, we don't want to hear all this other fluff. Put it at the end. Or put it in the middle, but don't put it at the beginning. Dig into the content. Get into it as quickly as possible. Don't waste our time. There's some podcasts that I listen to. They have like a 90-second intro. And I know I can skip. I can hit skip 30 seconds. One, two, three, boom, and I'm at the content. Because it's so predictable every single time they're going to fill in this spot. Now, I continue to listen to these podcasts because the content is there. It's good. And it's only 90 seconds. Now, if we were talking about another person uh, who I'm listening to your podcast for the first time and the first five minutes is nothing to do with the topic that you said you were going to talk about. Oh, good grief. I'm turning you off. I'm unsubscribing. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. See you next fall. Anyway, that is one of my big podcasting pet peeves. Keep up the great work. Looking forward to what you're going to do in 2017. Bye. God bless. Thank you, John. I know what you might be thinking, Dave, these people are saying the same thing. Yeah, I know. But realize we had, I think, 22 people send in things, and this is like 25% of it. And I just want to show you that, hey, apparently this is really important. We got one more from Daryl. Dave, this is Daryl. I'm a podcaster. I've been podcasting for about two years. Been listening to podcasts for about um, eight or nine. When a show has a whole bunch of um, ads and sponsorships at the uh, beginning, I uh, started listening to a new show. I heard a lot of good things about it, and there's a lot of good content. But as a first time listener, I heard about three or four minutes worth of um, advertisements and sponsorship before I heard about what the topic of the episode is. And um, yeah, it's not the best uh, way to go, in my opinion. But um, yeah, that's just me. Uh, Thanks for the opportunity and um, really been enjoying your show. Um, Have a good day. Thank you, Daryl. Oh, and you forgot to send me your uh, website address if you have one. So uh, send that on over and I will add it to the show notes. This also came in via text or via email. James Aaron said, my UG moment is, he says, I try to sample all the podcasts listed on Reddit's weekly podcast post. Didn't know there was such a thing. He says 99% of them are newbies and 99% of those feature three or four buddies sitting around talking about, well, just stuff. They never seem to get to anything interesting to me. Their subject may seem interesting to me, but I can't sit through five or ten minutes of them discussing the lunch they had or the game they're into. Uh, so that, again, will tune James out. You can find him at the number two midleaguedudes.wordpress.com. And our next one comes from everyone's favorite brand new father. Yes, if you haven't heard, Noodle Baby is amongst us. My buddy Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast had a little boy 
since we last recorded, and uh, I am super happy for Daniel and for his wife, Jenny. And uh, it doesn't really matter what they're going to name that kid because we're just all going to call him Noodle, I'm pretty sure. He's just, whether you want it or not, Daniel, the, the kid's name is Noodle. So you can call him Steve or Greg or whatever. We're calling him Noodle. But uh, Daniel sent this in. He says, I go ugh when a conversation with a guest starts with getting to know you stuff. And he makes a really good point here. I don't really care about the guest's background until after I care about their message. Yeah, that's a really great point. Here again, though, get to the good stuff and get to it quick. Another thing that will get people tuning out super quick is if you make them ride the volume knob. I heard this over and you'll hear this over and over and over. They will unsubscribe faster than you can shake a stick at it. Which brings up the question, before there was technology, like back in the 1900s, was that like a thing? Like, what are you doing today, Bob? I don't know. I'm going to grab me a stick and shake it at stuff. My real pet peeve is when I am listening to a podcast and I am riveted by what the guest is saying. And then the host comes on and I cannot hear the host because they have not levelated or whatever you call it their information or their, you know, and the, the, the guest is blasting away. And then the host comes on. And then I have to turn my radio up because now the guest is on again. And I, yeah. And it, I mean, what is it? 60 cents a minute to use that program to level eight your audio. Yeah. There's, there's, there's free ones out there too. That'll do the same thing. Not quite as good, but yeah, it's drives me up the wall. I was listening to a really good one the other day and finally I had to, I, I'm like, I'm deleting this show. I can't even, yeah. I can't deal with it. <laughs> that, to me, that's the number one way to get people to unsubscribe is, uh, is when, if, when you force your audience to ride the volume knob, now you're, it's, yeah, that's the, and it's so easy to fix. So thank yeah, you. So that's my real pet peeve. All right. And that is Kathy from rockyourretirement.com. And that audio is actually from twice a month. We do live group coaching at the School of Podcasting. So if you have any questions on anything, it's basically free podcast consulting. And uh, so we were talking about that. She goes, oh, I have a new pet peeve. And I'm like, wait, let me press record. But uh, not only John Hillman sent this in via uh, email and he said, I was listening to the latest episode this morning and, and heard your call. He says is when the host audio and the guest audio and the music and the sound of whatever, they're all normalized, but all of a sudden you have to write the volume up. And he actually sent me a sample. He goes, the interview starts around 11 minutes. Well, let's go back again. If you're making people wait to the 11 minute to get to the interview, holy cow. He, uh, and he said, that actually might be another pet peeve of mine. He goes, uh, I don't recommend, he goes, I do not recommend listening on headphones. I was looking for something new and exciting to uh, listen to on a flight over the holidays, but holy smokes was this painful. So I'm doing this in Hindenburg Journalist, which is going to try to adjust the volume of this thing. But I was amazed. Check out this sample. I'm, I'm going to keep the name out of it to uh, protect the guilty. If you wouldn't mind taking a few minutes, just kind of telling our audience a little bit more about yourself and your background and, and how you got involved in this uh, this world of multifamily real estate investing. Sure. I can tell you. Uh, yeah, I can tell you the story. I started. Uh... Oh, let's put on our tinfoil hats and talk about this. The uh, the host was at minus 12 and in audio. You go up to zero. So minus 12 to minus six is about normal. The guest was like around minus 30. That is really, really bad. Speaking of really bad audio, Emily from the story behind podcast.com. 
uh, also want to chime in on this. You'll be hearing about Emily. Emily sent me uh, a novel, which was awesome. Thank you very much, Emily. I really do appreciate that. I was like, wow, check this out. She really put some thought on this. She says, she says, look, I'm not an audio snob. She says, I have uh, my, I have my picture of my mixer settings and I don't change them. And she said, I had my husband set up chains in audacity. So I don't have to fool around too much to get the audio levels I want. So she's not a snob. She says, and I hate to say poor audio quality. And I give a pass to someone I I can tell trying to do their best with the equipment they have. And this is so, but when I can tell it's four people around one microphone, all with different audio levels. And I have, to constantly adjust the volume. See again, when you grab, when the, you have to grab the volume knob, that's when it's a problem. She says, I turn it off immediately. Even if the content was worthwhile, it could be a show on losing weight while making millions of dollars in a day. But if the show is two hours of terrible audio quality, I'm not going to take them seriously. On the flip side, even if it's a comedy podcast and they don't care about their audio quality at all, I'm not going to find them funny. I'm going to find them lazy. Now, don't go crazy. This doesn't mean if I just have good audio quality, it'll be a great show. No, 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 no. We're not saying that, but we're saying you can have really, really good content and completely blow it by making me ride the volume knob. Hey, Dave. Cauldron Fire here from cauldronscripts.com. A PG-13 BDSM 101 in response to Fifty Shades of Grey, basically. Okay, if you're new to the whole BDSM, it's, you know, bondage, domination, and sadomasochism. When the whip cracks, when the ball gags, uh, you get the point. All you need to know about what it really is to be in the BDSM community. The fill-in word, right, I can deal with ums and you knows, but right just really gets to me. The second one is touching my volume knob. I love the Vox podcast. One of my all-time favorites. However... I hope Addison in season two learns how to use compression because it's radical ups and downs quite frequently. And the third is when hosts put other hosts down. Uh, I just unsubscribed from the Red Podcast because of the cockiness and arrogance. Uh, And look at me doing it now. Uh, But the cockiness and arrogance, despite the, the massive amount of of content value of that show. I just can't tolerate that. So that's my three. I don't know if you will put this in your show because of my, my, uh, content, but if you don't, I completely understand. And I look forward to hearing your upcoming episodes. Thank you, sir. Put me in a diaper and I'll call you mommy. Anyway, uh, look, I'm not here to judge you. Everybody's got a right to uh, fire up the microphone and say what they want. Everybody has their own little community. And uh, I'm really surprised you don't like the Red Podcast. I love the Red Podcast. It's my favorite podcast uh, last year. And Dave's a pretty, like, talk about a guy that doesn't judge anybody. He interviewed a a private escort, shall we say, and interviewed her about her marketing strategy. (laughs) So there's a guy that'll kind of like let anything fly. Anyway, redpodcast.com. And uh, just goes to show you, one man's like, this is the best thing ever. Somebody else is going to go, I don't like that. And you just got to be able to live with that. But you know what you can't live with? People that just uh, do the old inside joke. Uh, I've mentioned this before where 
you know, remember the time with the orange Gatorade, the orange, <laughs> woo, the orange Gatorade. And you have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, speaking of things that you don't know what they're talking about, this is what drives Emily nuts. Emily from the story behind podcast.com. She says, if I'm trying out a new podcast, I don't go back and listen to the shows from episode one because, well, let's all realize that episode one is usually pretty crappy. And so if a host is saying something that doesn't make sense and laughing about it and moving on is if I'm supposed to know what it means, it drives me nuts. It's awkward when it happens in real life. It's even more awkward when it happens in a podcast because I'm thinking, oh, I guess this is just for older listeners and you don't care about me, the new listener. Yeah, absolutely. Inside jokes just don't work. In fact, I'm going to play this clip from Mark about kind of inside baseball stuff. Hi, Dave. Mark Decote here from the Resourceful Designer Podcast, as well as a few TV fan podcasts over at solotalkmedia.com. My pet peeve is a kind of different take on the whole insider jargon problem where people use words and terms that those not familiar with their industry wouldn't understand. Mine has to do with TV fan podcasts. Now, I understand that as TV fan podcasters, we dive deep into the shows we podcast about, much more so than the average viewer. Well, my pet peeve is when TV fan show hosts forget that they know so much more about their show than the average viewer and start talking about certain actors or actresses by name, assuming that we listeners know what character that person plays. We listeners may be fans of the TV show, enough so to listen to a podcast all about it, but that doesn't mean we know the name of every single actor in the show. In fact, there are many, many TV shows I absolutely love, but I couldn't name a single one of its actors. So saying something like, did you see that dress that Lindsay was wearing at the ball? She looked gorgeous in it. When there are a half dozen female characters in that scene, all wearing nice dresses, and none of them are named Lindsay? Well, that drives me nuts. Is it too much to ask for the host to use the character's name instead? Or at least say something like, Lindsay, who plays so-and-so? I listen to a lot of TV fan podcasts, and I hear this all the time. And it's one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to listening to podcasts. There you go. These are things that you're trying to build a community, and you don't realize it, but you're doing things that are pushing people away. Something else that will push people away, and this again, courtesy of Emily from the Story Behind podcast. She said, inauthenticity. She says, I realize a lot of podcast hosts are using podcasts as part of their business or they're using their podcast as a way to network with others in their field. And that's fine as much as some of them have rubbed me the wrong way in the past, which is they introduce themselves at uh, podcast movement. Hey, Emily, really great to meet you, only to ignore me once they find out that I am the dreaded hobby podcaster. She says, I realize that podcasting is a clever tactic for business. However, when someone's podcast is just one big commercial, it's an absolute turnoff. Hey, this is Joe Smith, host of the Canned Tomato Podcast, and today we're talking about where's the best place to buy canned tomatoes, which happens to be also, what do you know, my website, cantomatoes.com. Now, if you buy today, I'll throw in a free can opener, but wait, there's more. Yeah, so people can smell that a mile away. And I've always said nobody tunes into an infomercial. They actually do. I need to change this. So if you always think Dave never changes his mind, he's set in his ways. He's old. Get off my lawn. Uh, no, if you've never watched the uh, the Celebrity Apprentice, that is nothing but a giant infomercial uh, with a bad accent. Uh, but yeah, so th this, these are things, again, that you don't realize, but you're pushing your audience away through this stuff. So Emily was talking about being inauthentic. How about just being uneducated? Take it away, Connie. 
Hey, Dave, this is Connie Whitesell. My pet peeve and one of the reasons that I started my podcast was in response to listening to people on podcasts put themselves out there as experts, yet provide completely wrong information. An example I have of this, last year I was listening to a podcast presented by a couple of young women. The topic of the podcast was how to incorporate your business. It was obvious they had incorporated their own business, but it was also very clear that there's just no way they could have helped somebody else incorporate their business based on the information that they gave. There were three things that drove me a little crazy that definitely were my pet peeves on this one. First of all, they told people, if you're going to incorporate your business, all you have to do is go to your bank and talk to your banker and your banker will set everything up for you. I've been helping businesses start up their, set up their structure and start their businesses for a number of years. And I've never heard of a banker incorporating a business before. I think that they were really lucky and I'm glad somebody helped them, but it was just, it was wrong information. You go to a corporate attorney, you go to your accountant, you do some research ahead of time. You even talk to somebody online at LegalZoom, but you don't go to your banker. Uh, The second thing that they talked about was you have to set up your business as an LLC. And they didn't talk about any of the other options for incorporation. They didn't talk about an S-corp or a C-corp or, or even other legal structures that you can set a business up as that don't require incorporation. So that drove me a little nuts too. And then finally, what really drove me over the edge was when they said, you'll get this, this thing called an EIN number. I have no idea what that stands for, but you'll get this. And I thought, Why are you talking about such a critical part of setting up a business and not even know what these letters stand for? Couldn't you have just looked it up ahead of time? Uh, By the way, that stands for employer identification number. So as a business coach, hearing people put out such useless advice while presenting themselves as experts, that's my big peeve. And as I mentioned before, that alone really helped support my decision to start my podcast because I wanted to provide accurate information about this topic. Uh, My podcast is the Small Biz 101 podcast. Again, this is Connie Whitesell. And thank you very much for listening to my rant. Thank you, Connie. You know, I'm really glad there are bad podcasts because they inspire great people like Connie to start good ones. Absolutely. You can find Connie at scatteredtostreamlined.com. She's a uh, business coach. She can help you uh, planning with passion and coaching for success. Speaking of experts, how about Hall of Fame expert Danny Pena? This is a guy that uh, started off with a cassette deck and he's been just crushing it with Gamer Tag Radio. He's another guy that hates experts that give bad advice. That, let's say it's a podcast about podcasting let's just say yeah i hate when they promote new and noteworthy it drives me insane next up we're going to start talking about editing and maybe the first thing we should start editing is our language hi dave my name is cedric green and i don't have a podcast right now but hopefully in february that will become a reality and then when it does it's going to be called cooking with seti at cookingwithseti.ws but anyway the thing that makes me go Ugh, is people who have podcasts that custom their their uh, podcast. To me, it's very unnecessary. It's unprofessional. And 
when I had kids, you can't listen to that kind of stuff. It's it's terrible to that you can't you want to listen to something that has some meat to it, and you can't listen to it. To me, like I said, it's unprofessional. And I know I had a friend that said, take away the meat and throw away the bones, but I just can't do it. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. So that's one of the thing that makes me go, ugh. Thank you, buddy. Look forward to your podcast. Emily from The Story Behind chimes in and says, if it's an indie podcast and I know the host and I like them, I'll give them a pass on the ums, and the likes and you knows, et cetera. She says, but if I'm listening to a show that's part of a well-known network or a media entity like Panoply or StuffYouShouldKnow.com or Refinery29 or BuzzFeed, I don't expect my time to be wasted with hosts fumbling for their words or leaning on crutch words in an overabundance. I think that's the key here. I'm going to bust into Emily's note here. I don't think we hate people that leave in an um or you know. It's the overabundance. And she says, I especially judge harshly when I hear a long pause punctuated by a single um that my five-year-old could have taken out. Yes, she's seen me editing and knows how to highlight a piece of audio and press delete. And these people are getting paid for this. And they have 10 to 15 people working on the show. Maybe if they spent a little less time heckling iTunes to show them on the front page and maybe some more time with simple editing, I would respect them more. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, I'm with you. Why is it that there are book editors, newspaper editors, movie editors, TV editors, but yet we don't think there are podcast editors. If there was no editing in the show, you know what you guys would hear 22 times going, Hey Dave, here is my, you asked me to give you my pet peeve. So here it is. You would have heard that about 20 times. I cut that out because I just wanted, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not complaining, but just realize I was thinking of you and I'm like, you guys are going to hear that 20 times going, Hey, here it is. La 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 la. So I cut that out. It's called editing. It didn't take that long. As Emily said, you highlight it and press delete Hi, Dave. It's Michael Blackston from the Road Noise Podcast at RoadNoisePodcast.com. And I just wanted to tell you what my pet peeve is. I've got several of them, but I think it's the one that really just makes me cringe every time I listen to someone who's doing a podcast and they're making mouth noises. Obviously, they didn't bring anything to lubricate their voice with, and it drives me absolutely crazy. I'm one of those people that if you're sitting across from me at the dinner table and you're smacking your food and chewing with your mouth open, I just want to reach across and rip your throat out. <laughs> it just it, it does something primal uh, inside of me. And the same thing happens when I hear that for podcasters. So my advice for anybody who's running a podcast, please, for the love of all that is absolutely holy, have some water or coffee or something to keep yourself lubricated. Take a second, if you're, especially if you're not recording this thing live. If you're recording it live on video and you need to take a sip, just tell your audience, let me take a sip of water or something, and then edit that out in the audio portion. Or if you're just doing it audio-wise, just take a minute, pause, drink some of your lovely beverage, and then go from there and then edit out the pause later. It's really simple and easy to do, and it will drive people crazy if you've got all those smacking and mouthing noises. That's my pet peeve. Again, my uh, podcast is roadnoisepodcast.com, and I got a couple more podcasts coming up soon, and so you'll probably be hearing a lot from me, Dave. Thank you for what you do. I really look forward to your podcast episodes every single week with the School of Podcasting. Thanks again. 
Bye-bye. Thank you for calling that in, Michael. Again, the number is 888-563-3228. So what we're talking about in this instance are things that distract you from what people are saying and you're paying more attention to how they're saying it or how it sounds. And one of those things is what we call room noise. Some people just call it booming. We've got some examples of that. And I actually have an example of a show I listen to. The content is so good that I still listen to it, but it's really distracting because one guy is using a Blue Yeti. And I've said in the past, I thought Blue Yetis were bad microphones. They're not, but you really, really have to know how to use it and be right up on it. The other person has an Audio-Technica ATR2100, which is the microphone I recommend. And it's the one I'm actually using right now as we speak. But the first person is the Yeti person. And then when you hear the other person come in, you'll hear how you don't have that room noise. People are always interested in, in kind of what you're doing and how the process actually looks. And it's good for people to actually, um, you know, just get to know you better versus um, the the camera or the movie you. What's number two? Number two, do a Q&A. When you start doing a Q&A, you're interacting directly with your fans, your audience, your customers, potential customers. So there you have it. So I'm not the only person that this is one of my pet peeves, room noise, even though I realize I have a fair amount of room noise. But uh, here's some other folks. Let's start off with Sherry Fields. Then there's also room noise. There was one show that I had been looking around, ran into some ladies, thought the topic was interesting, listened to about two minutes, sounded like they were recording in an empty train station. And one of them was even worse. I can't remember. It was so unlistenable that I unsubscribed. Never. I can't even remember what they were anymore. There's another one where it's a pastor and sometimes his recording is great. He's in his studio. Sometimes he's presenting a sermon and it's decent. But once... It was so bad, the room noise, that even with my headset, uh, my earbuds in a quiet room, I could not understand him. I had to skip that episode. That drives me nuts because I wanted to hear what he had to say. And then there's the music. There are some shows that I just don't care for their style of music, but it's just short enough that if I skip forward 30 seconds like it offers an overcast, I'm going to miss the start of who they're talking to. And then if my hands are busy at the end of the show, they have more of it. And it's just a weird jangly music and it drives me nuts. But I have to keep listening to that podcast because, again, it's something that I'm catching up on the news and continuing my education. But yeah, music can make or break your podcast and definitely keep it short because you never know when your favorite type of music is going to drive somebody else crazy. Thanks for all you do and looking forward to all the other advice for how we can make sure our own podcasts aren't driving people nuts without knowing it. Thank you, Sherry. We'll hear more from Sherry in a second. You can find her at creation science, the number four kids.com. That's creation science for kids.com. Hi, Dave. I'm Navek Thompson, and my podcast is called Real Democracy Now, a podcast where I interview people interested in improving democracy about what they're doing. I love podcasts, and I listen to lots of them, and my pet peeve is echoey sound, where the host sounds like they're in an aircraft hangar or a barn. I'm not perfect, but I do try to soften my environment to minimise this problem, and I have to thank Carly Nemo from Radcasters, who gave me this advice, saying that a good microphone isn't the only thing that you need to deliver a good sound. Uh, by the way, I listened to your episode 500 recently while I was walking the dog, and I was laughing out loud most of the time. Thanks so much. Thank you, Nivette. And this next one 
talking about laughing, wait till you hear the blooper reel on this one. Uh, Chris Hache, I believe is how you pronounce it. C-H-R-I-S-H-A-C-H-E. That's C-R-I-S-H-A-C-H-E says, again, what makes me delete a podcast faster than anything else is audio quality. If it's not pleasing to my ear, it's gone. Normally, the hosts of the podcast have decent sound, especially if they listen to the school of podcasting. But if their guest sounds horrible, they're gone. He says the next closest thing is an irritating voice or a laugh, usually from the guests. He says, I've cut podcasts short just because this is just nails on a chalkboard. This next little section, we're just going to call these things that people say that drive you crazy. The first one is from Troy Price. He sent this in via email. He's over at completelycomics.com. He says, I hate it when podcasters use the phrase like, we'll be right back after this or after the break, we will. He says, before they play uh, a bumper or a transition music, and basically he says, as soon as he hears the music, he hits skip and he's usually over it and and pass it. He says, I guess this is a, a practice that steeped in live radio when listeners had to listen to the entire radio show. He says, hosts should acknowledge the listener controls built into most podcasters and focus on content rather than verbalizing their editing techniques. He says, I hate that every time I hear it. Hey, Dave, Rob Kearns here from the Living the Vet Life podcast, where I help veterans get all the benefits they have earned through their service to the United States military. And uh, you know what? You can find me out there at livingthevetlife.com or on iTunes or any of your other favorite platforms. And for me, the one thing that really uh, gets in my craw uh, when I find a new podcast is that it's not solution-oriented. Let me explain myself here. Uh, With me, with my podcast, like I said, I try to help veterans get all the benefits they have earned. Well, I found a few podcasts out there that are supposed to be helping veterans, but all they do is just sit around and complain about how things aren't going great for veterans in one or two different ways. So, you know, I listen and I listen to these podcasts and they're not talking about any solutions to the problems. All they're doing is just saying what the problem is over and over again. Uh, Coming from my time in the military, I was always taught if you're going to come to a person with a problem, you better come to them with a solution as well. So with me, I always try to say, okay, yes, here's a problem we're addressing, but here's a way where we can work to make it better. So I'm of the opinion if you're going to be out there saying there's a problem, you should at least be out there trying to stay what a solution is. Now, if you're doing a podcast that's like, you know, it's telling a story or something else, that's something completely different. But for me, the one thing that annoys me most about some podcasts is that, yes, we can all agree that there are that there are some problems out there that need to be addressed. But let's look at ways that we can look at them together and make this a better place. So, again, uh, Dave, thanks for all you do for helping out in the podcasting world. And I hope you have a great day. God bless. Thank you, Rob. And as we round third and head towards home, we're bringing in the big guns, Mr. Steve Stewart. Hey, Dave, it's Steve Stewart from stevestewart.me, home of the Retired Money Plan SOS podcast, the Pod Faded No Debt, No Credit, No Problems podcast, and home of everything that I do uh, in podcast production. Hey, you were asking for our pet peeves. I know he sent you one earlier. I know, but you're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. He sent in another one earlier? What was it? Well, here it is. You know, editing your show a little bit, taking out the extra stumbled words that aren't necessary. If you can spend a little bit of time polishing your show, your audience may not realize it, but they do appreciate it by coming back over and over again. Your show doesn't have to be crystal clear. It doesn't have to be produced like an NPR show, but it does need to bring value and time is valuable. Don't waste it with unnecessary nonsense. 
while still being able to produce the show in a timely manner like you need to and uh, and hit that publish button. We now return you to your regularly scheduled Steve Stewart pet peeve. It gets in my craw, and that is when a guest or even a host, but really more often when a guest uses this phrase at any time during that conversation, whenever they say kind of, sort of, maybe, or, you know, it's kind of like sort of any combination of those iffy words. If you're a guest and you're being asked a question and you don't know the answer, just say, I'm not sure the answer, but I do believe this or, you know, studies show that blah, blah, blah. But don't answer with, well, you know, kind of, sort of, maybe. Own it, brother. Own it, sister. Don't just go on and be wishy-washy. You're the guest. You're in control. If it's bad, have them edit it out. And yes, everybody should be editing out stuff that their guests want taken out. And if you're not editing, well, you might be missing a great opportunity to make your show even better. That's pet peeve number one, actually. But uh, this one is don't use phrases like, you know, kind of, sort of, maybe. You need to own it. Be certain of what you're saying. And if you aren't certain of what you're saying, go ahead and say, I don't know, but, and then give a reason that supports what you think, even if you kind of sort of maybe don't know. Thanks, Dave. It's Steve Stewart from stewart.me, home of the Retired Money Plan SOS podcast and the kind of sort of maybe pod faded, no debt, no credit, no problems podcast. Thank you, Steve. I think kind of, sort of, maybe. We're going to go back to... Sherry Field, she made a really good point here. She does, again, creationscienceforkids.com. The ultimate pet peeve that you never hear about from your audience are the ones that never hear your show. And it's a real pain because if I were to use the Apple iTunes or podcast app, I could listen to it straight there. But when I use Overcast or when I had an Android phone, I would see that there was a new episode. I'd be able to read the show notes. And when I clicked play, nothing would happen. One of them I even wrote to the IT guy because this was actually broadcast on terrestrial radio and then presented in a podcast. And he was like, I don't know that there's a problem. But yet every single episode, if I want to listen to it, which means I only listen to the ones that are particularly apropos to my niche then I have to go to his website to listen to it because I can't stand the podcast. The ultimate pet peeve. I can't listen to your show. I can't even, how do you know how to contact somebody? I mean, she went above and beyond and I bet you big time. That guy is probably uploading a wave file or some sort of bizarre file format. That's not MP3. If you're doing audio stuff, just do MP3 files and uh, realize you should be subscribed to your own show. Here's why. And uh, let's let's go you whatever feed you're using. It's probably going to go to iTunes, Stitcher and tune in. So if you publish a show and let's say you're using the podcast app, well we know the podcast app is using your feed. So you go okay and you fire up your phone and sure enough here comes your your episode. And then it shows up on tune in, but it doesn't show up on Stitcher. Well, you know the technology is working because they're all using the same thing. So you know to go to Stitcher and go, hey, what the heck? Can you refresh my feed? Because I know my feed is working because it's working on two out of three places. And so keep that in mind. And that way, if something is going wrong and you fire up your phone and your episode doesn't come down, well, then you know there's a problem with your host. So thank you, Sherry, for that. And really thank everybody who helped me do this. I really do deeply appreciate it. 
Links for everybody and everything will be at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 551. That again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 551. If you're listening on a phone, if you click on the album artwork, you'll see a link to that right there. And actually, if you click on the artwork, you'll see the show notes right there on your phone. And so I was thinking about this. First of all, if you have any questions that you would like to ask the audience, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact is you can submit those. But I I think this is what we're going to do for this month. And that is because I have one and this is a hard question. Now, every year I ask you, what is your favorite podcast this month in February and the last time? So you have till February 24th, 2017 to turn this in. Not what is your favorite show, although this may be tied to that. What is the most memorable episode of a podcast you've ever heard? In other words, what was a, it would probably be a driveway moment. One of those where you're like, oh, I'm just, I can't get out of the car. So I don't know if you want to call it your favorite. I'm going to call it most memorable because there's one that I have that if somebody said, what was an episode that really touched you in some way or entertained you or whatever. What's the one that you, you know, somebody is looking for a podcast. You're like, well, what are these like? You might go, oh, here's one. So I realize that's kind of a vague description. Is it most memorable? Is it one that you would start people on? But is there an epic? Because think about it. We listen to hundreds of episodes maybe in a month. Is there anyone from any time going back to the beginning of podcasting in 2004? Yes, there was podcasting before serial, believe it or not. What is that? And here's what I want you to do. I'm going to ask that you do not send it via email. I really like to hear your voice. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, you can call it in. We heard some phone calls today. Those are okay. Uh, You can also use the speak pipe button. And if you have a microphone plugged into your computer, you can use that. If you want to email it to me, it's dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. And here's what I want you to put in the subject line, 555, because that will be the episode number. And last time people, and this is my fault. This is this is me learning on the fly. Last time I said, I'll put something like pet peeves or UGG or something like that. And I realized you've got to give really clear directions. Otherwise, I'm scared. I'm wetting my pants right now as we speak. It's kind of embarrassing. If somebody says, hey, I sent you something and you didn't use it because I've I've scoured my email, but because I didn't give clear directions, I've, I'm searching my Gmail for UG and is it one or two G's and an H and peeves and is it P-E-E-V-E-S or P-E-A-V-E-S, all sorts of uh, crazy stuff like that. So get that in by February 24th. And again, I will be giving away a free consulting call. Speaking of that... I have 23 people. We have Cauldron is number one. Number two is Brian. Number three is Cedric. Number four is Connie. Number five is Danny. Number six is Daryl. Number seven is Glenn. Number eight is Haley. Number nine is John. Number 10 is Kathy. Number 11 is Mark. Number 12 is uh, Michael. Number 13 is Nivik. Number, oh, I don't have that many people. I, I numbered these wrong. No, I did it right. I just have 15 twice. Number 14 he said fixing it on his page, is Ishmael. Number 15 is Sherry. Number 16 is Rob. Number 17 is Steve. Number 18 is Tracy. Number 19 is Emily. Number 20 is Chris. Number 21 is Daniel J. Lewis, who said, I don't want to win the contest. So Daniel, if you win, uh, you get to give it away to somebody. Number 22 is Troy. And number three is John Hillman. And I'm going to ask Alexa, Alexa, pick a number between one and 23. 
Your random number between 1 and 23 is 18. And 18 is Tracy Bonick. So, Tracy, congratulations. You have won a consulting call with me. And if you would like a chance of winning a consulting call, uh, then again, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. Get it in by February 24th. I just realized something. February 24th is during PodFest. So get them in before February 24th, but I'm not doing this. Usually that would come out the last week in February, which would be the 27th. And I'm pretty sure the 27th, I'm going to be talking about PodFest after I just got back. So have them in as he dropped Alexa on the floor. Uh, have them in by the 24th, which really means if you're going to PodFest, you want them in by the 17th. Uh, get those in. And uh, I'll probably have that be the first week of March because the 27th, I will be talking about PodFest. And if you're like, what the heck is PodFest? Come on. February 23rd through the 25th in Orlando, Florida. I'm going to be the closing keynote speaker. Loving what I'm going to be doing there. It's going to be a very unique presentation. We've got a lot of surprises coming up in that. And um, it's in sunny Orlando, Florida. Who doesn't want to go try to get a tan? I mean, in my case, I'm going to actually try to achieve a flesh tone because my father was a Smurf. And uh, so check it out. Go to podfest.us. Use the coupon code Dave and uh, come on down. It's going to be fun. There's going to be, I, I, from what I hear, around 500 people there. It's going to be cool. I'm going to be working the Lipson booth. And uh, so stop by and say hi. We'll talk more about that as it gets closer. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, use the coupon code LISTENER, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. Bernie says 22. Bernie, what's your deal, buddy? Shut up, Bernie. Thank you, Nivette. Uh, I've been laughing. You'll hear the, the blooper reel would be like an hour long if I actually played all the bloopers from this one. Uh, Want to throw in here, Chris. Oh, I forget how to pronounce your last name. It's uh, we'll just call him Chris. Uh, that doesn't work because we have to use his. Uh, see, I told you the blooper reel. Jeez, I would respect them more. I'm with you on that. I've said before. He said, turning off his phone. Uh, dang it. You stupid phone, you. Why did you ruin it? I was doing so good. Eh. I hate when they promote new and noteworthy. It drives me uh, insane. New and noteworthy is actually my safe word. <laughs> oh, stop. New and noteworthy. <laughs> Okay. Licking my boots, hot wax on my testes, clamps on my nipples, make me want to sing. The <laughs> oh, I need help. No, I need sleep. Oh, my goodness. I'm so weird. In a world where Disney and bondage collide. <laughs> Gorsh. It's just so wrong. Uh, okay, let's pull it together. <laughs>